This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the 12th Sunday of the year, the 25th of June. You don't have to be very observant or a great philosopher of life to know that the world and the human race is not in a good condition at this time. All of the media, both on the screen and in the printed word, are telling us that something is radically wrong. But this really isn't anything new. We give it a name. We call it original sin. And it's what St Paul is describing in the second reading of the Mass this Sunday. But insofar as these dysfunctions mysteriously exist in the world, they're related also to another mystery, the great mystery that we call God. And it is God working in and through Jesus Christ who has come to take away the effects of original sin and the dysfunction it causes and to raise our human condition to a higher dignity than it had at the start of creation. Sometimes we don't understand the reality of what original sin is. The simplest way of speaking about it is to say that if we really look into ourselves to see what we are, we discern the tendency that we all have to want to follow my own will, my wishes, my desires, above all else. It's the constant struggle that we all experience to bring my will into harmony with what God wills for me. And the struggle to do this is the result of original sin. It is that line of weakness within our human nature that makes us at times more bound to the things of earth than the things of heaven. If you don't believe that original sin and its effects exist, then just think about what you did before you came out to Mass today. We locked our homes. We alarmed our cars. If there was no original sin, we wouldn't need to use keys because we'd trust everyone, because everyone would be honest and trustworthy. Sadly, that isn't the case. And so we live and deal with original sin and its effects. Now, we believe at baptism, the wound of original sin is healed. This is one of the chief effects of baptism. But the scar still remains, and it's that scar that creates the weakness we feel. It's like having a broken, priceless objet d'art and putting it back together. It's healed, but it still shows a line of weakness. Or like after some major surgery or sickness, we are cured, but still conscious of that weakness, of the malady that has been left within us. It's this weakness that undermines us and creates the fear we all experience, at least from time to time. One of the consequences of living in our times is the fear that we often experience. In some people's lives, fear can be very great. It can be debilitating. We all have legitimate fears in life about our health, our families, our jobs, about the future. But God has placed such a high dignity on mankind that he wants us to have a strong confidence at all times that he is in absolute control of the world and everything in it. St. Jerome, commenting on the Gospel of the Mass this Sunday, says, If sparrows are so cheap and yet fall under the protection and care of God, how can you who are eternal by the nature of your souls be afraid that he whom you venerate as your father will not take special care of you? The whole of the Bible, from the first book to the last, is peppered with words encouraging us, indeed commanding us, not to be afraid, but to hope, to trust, 
and to do that always in spite of our own personal limitations and sinfulness. Jesus says there is only one thing to be afraid of, that we separate ourselves from his friendship and grace by neglecting our relationship with him. This is the good fear that we speak about when we speak about the gift of the Holy Spirit given to us in Pentecost and a confirmation. It helps us to struggle against anything that will separate us from God. It helps us to realise that all we have is that confidence in God because we all have feet of clay, that we are all brittle and fragile, somehow broken but put back together again. The only real tragedy in life is to separate ourselves from God, which is something that can't happen overnight. You know, a person falls away from God and from the things of their faith and religion through a slow, gradual neglect of the things of the Spirit. It's the small betrayals, the little neglects, the drop of water falling on the stone that eventually wears it away and eventually breaks it up. That is why our daily examination of conscience is a vital part of the way we live, looking to ensure that I am not moving even by one inch away from Jesus. Life on earth is uncertain by its nature. The plans we make for ourselves often end up in the bin or redrawn for us by God. As long as we are faithful to Christ, faithful to the church, faithful each week to prayer and to the Mass, then we have nothing to fear since our anchor is in place. Pope Emeritus Benedict, during the year of the Eucharist, several years back now, said, Participation in Sunday Mass must be seen by a Catholic, not as an imposition or weight, but as a need and a joy to meet with others, listen to the Word of God, and be nourished by Christ sacrificed for us. All of this is an experience that gives meaning to life, which infuses peace in the heart. Without Sunday, we Catholics cannot live. Almighty God said to Mary at the Annunciation, do not be afraid, because she had found favour with God. Mary will always dispel our fears and anxieties, so that we may live more fully in the freedom of the children of God. Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that we may always revere and love your holy name, for you never deprive of your guidance those you set firm on the foundation of your love, through Christ our Lord.